Welcome back to A Woman's View on KSL News Radio. Such a treat to have Susan Madsen with me this week, the founder director of the Utah Women and Leadership Project, and the Karen Haight Huntsman Endowed Professor of Leadership in the Huntsman School of Business at Utah State University. Sherry Call is here, singer and songwriter extraordinaire, and Amanda Covington is with me, Chief Corporate Affairs Officer at the Larry H. Miller Company. Can I ask you about the Gen Z? Uh, generation for a minute. So these are kids in their upper teens, lower 20s. So the freshman class, that I teach a class at the University of Utah called Media and Society, and they're all freshmen. So they're all Gen Z. And they fascinate me in a number of ways. But the article that I want to ask you about is an article that talks about the differences between this generation and previous generations. And here are a few. More Gen Z feel lonely and isolated than previous generations. They are less likely to have a significant other in their teen years. They do not hang out with teens as much. They don't have as many family meals together because most of their, both of their parents work. They con- but here's a good one. They consume less alcohol, drugs, and tobacco than previous generations. So good on them for that. They're less likely to have a job, part-time or summer job. So Susan, where do you want to start there? Talk to me about these differences in Gen Z. Oh, you know, I just, I taught a few months ago a class specifically with people right in that age group. And it's interesting, the conversation and even the conversation, I mean, my class is leadership. It's a leadership class. And so I was teaching them about that and even their perceptions and so forth. But I I will tell you more than any class I've ever taught, they would send me notes about mental health struggles. It was a small class, about 20. But I will tell you, probably six of the 20 sent me notes about mental health struggles and so forth. That's huge. That has never happened to me before. But as you know, uh, Amanda, I think we talked about this last time, that CDC data came out um, a while ago on teen girls, 60% of teen girls in the United States struggle with anxiety all of the the loneliness, those kinds of things with mental health concerns, and 30% had considered or attempted suicide. I mean, that is, and we're looking at similar numbers in the state of Utah. So things have changed. You had COVID on that, them not, and my kids are older now, right, but not being able to go to school and those things. I think those experiences change people forever. And I just believe that we're going to have to parent differently. And I, and should I say grandparent differently? Mm-hmm, My mm-hmm. daughter had twins 11 weeks ago, Savannah <laughs> and James. And I have, I have, um, my second son's getting remarried tomorrow and she's got two kids. So I've upped from two grandkids to six in oh, just a wonderful. short amount of time. But I'm thinking about that so much. How do I, how do I help these kids have a stronger identity of, of, who they are and what they can offer to the world. Anyway, I could keep going on and on, but I'll pause. I I love that though. That's great. Sherry, Sherry, speak to me about this, about Gen Z. Yeah. So this would apply to three of my four kids and really all four of them have gone through a lot of these challenges that we're talking about. So, I mean, for perspective, my second oldest, I remember downloading Facebook to my phone when she was a baby. Like that's when everybody was all, oh, what's this? You know, it was yeah, like brand yeah. new. So they grew up with everybody knowing about social media and what it is. My kids aren't really very much into social media, but it affects them. My daughter talks about being at lunch 
and all of her friends are on their phones instead of talking to each other. And all of them were isolated for an extended amount of time during COVID. And so I can see this social delay, like in development a little bit and, and loneliness. And they want so much to have these friends. All of them want friends. And I feel like they don't know exactly how because it doesn't happen as naturally. Um, there's social anxiety that's come to them because of being alone. And, you know, the things that used to just come naturally, they have to figure out how to do it. And that definitely causes mental health issues. Um, it's a huge issue in my home and something that I care a lot about. And it's all the more important to me that we do have those family meals, like every night as much as we can. I think it's a plus that there isn't as much drug abuse. And I wonder if there's less peer pressure because there aren't peers, you know, that's kind of oh, a little yeah, bit bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, interesting. I'm glad that there's no drugs. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I see it. I like I I'm like in the trenches with that right now. It's very yeah. real and I I don't know. I it, it changes your life forever. This thing we thought was going to happen for 2 weeks everybody staying home, I think it changed everything. So. For sure. Amanda, speak to Gen Z. Yes, uh, I have two children and they are both Gen Z. I have a 21-year-old and a 19-year-old. So, COVID hit the year my 21-year-old was a senior. And I think you're onto something, Sherry. I mean, he lost prom, graduation, you know, the last part of his calculus class, which made him have to retake calculus at the U. You know, just I think they had real life impacts that when you think about the generation that was young and impressionable when 9-11 happened, the way that they lived their lives as adults, when you think about um, those who lived through the depression, we we have grandparents, right, that I fix everything, reuse, save. I, I mean, we were laughing the other day, uh, grandparents who live in Bountiful by Susan, they, they have things that are outdated for 10 years in their food storage and they won't throw them away because there's just a fear of not having. And so I look at my boys today, I will say this about the generation. I think they are one of the most resilient. Mm -hmm. They have been through incredible trials and they are surviving a technology storm and inundated with social media and news and ideas and imagery. And they are incredibly resilient. And I am so proud of them for that. But I think to Sherry's point, it takes a toll on mental health. And I think it does create feelings of loneliness and vulnerability. I would also say their ideas of social network is different than ours. Mine was real people I touched and ran around the playground with. And my kids' friends are across the country in chat groups and networks. And so I, I think the way they look at a social network is very different. The other thing I am really paying a lot of attention to is how they consume information and form opinions because it's so algorithm driven. And I watch that my children don't read the Deseret News and they don't listen to KSL News Radio on their way to school. They watch TikTok and they get information from YouTube. And so how do we, as the generation ahead of them, think about feeding information and, and creating good dialogue and healthy debate? And how do we reach and do so in a way that has a balance? That to me is a real concern. Oh, we could do We could spend an hour on that. Uh, let me take another break and we'll be right back. This is A Woman's View on KSL News Radio.